The 4986 edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head on over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Heidi Ho, DeGeneres knows. Welcome to episode 486 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, Gumby Knight, we're arguing over who the episode should be uh, dedicated to, but it's going out to Sarah, one of our YouTube viewers. Now, you might be saying to yourself, good listener, <laughs> Sarah thing. sounds like it, a female <laughs> name. Not that we're gonna, uh, not we're gonna get into a gender thing here, but um, it is in fact a female. She has identified herself. She does watch our show. Somehow the uh, YouTube um youtube uh analytics has not uh identified her as a female but we are not 100 male any longer and it's not just people's dragging their wives in she seems to be gung-ho on this show so this goes out to sarah Thank Dude, is that, for that's the end of a four-year-long shtick <laughs> yeah this could be it yeah this like a, the last episode we, we've episode been making that we've been making that joke since the pandemic yep. and uh, i still don't know we don't know if we have any female listeners to be fair. Oh, we you mean at least you, one yeah. viewer. Oh, that's right. They, we, we call them something different. So they, they just, yes. they come out to the yard for our faces. That's it. Yeah, yes. There you go. So if the <laughs> listeners, if there's a female listener, they should make a con, they should uh, rate and review and then we'll know. We, we haven't had a review in a minute. So yeah, we no, could use we some haven't. of those. I, for the record, uh, first of all, I'm behind that episode dedication, but I also, you can't throw one to the birthday boy. Gotta throw one to the birthday yep, boy. Right. In the Discord, uh, happy birthday, dude! Happy birthday, Ryan H. Good to see you back in the Discord more regularly. You may wonder why my voice sounds different every few sentences. That's because someone is cutting in and talking when they are not supposed to talk because they haven't been introduced, and they insist that I introduce them and that I give them topics to discuss I've as well. Never, never insisted you introduce me. So I, I have to, <laughs> I have to. I have three different topics. Uh, oh, I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, by the way. Thanks for coming <laughs> to the show. Topic one. Uh, I had a shovel all weekend. It was really crappy, really heavy and frozen. And I have a corner lot and it really sucks because the snow plows plow you in. And then you have to do the sidewalk in the corner. And it was super heavy. And I had to jump on top of it to crush the snow. It was so icy. So topic one, weather. Why do we live in this climate when we don't have to? Uh, topic <laughs> two, the NFL playoffs are over as of a few hours ago. So I just, he probably doesn't want to comment on that. Um, but so Gumby will, he will not uh, be distracted any longer. It will be all MMA now. Uh, topic three, the UFC is back, baby. As of last night, a bit of a mediocre beginning for us. Uh, but I got Mr. Silver lining with me and he will find the silver lining to our picks. He will let you know how, uh, how amazing we did, even if uh, some of the stats look like we didn't. So I gave him three topics. We'll see what the man named Gumby, government name Daniel Reland, wants to uh, riff on. Go ahead. Well, well so I'll, I'll start with the winter weather. Uh, I am going to neglect the NFL playoffs. I don't care about those anymore. <laughs> uh, but I, I will start with the winter weather because I have like, I got like a 50, 60 yard long driveway 
that I was shoveling uh, last time we got a whole bunch of snow. I got right to the end, you know, right where the plow is really like made mm-hmm. it all rocky. And uh, some just good Samaritan uh, silver linings here came along, was like, hey, you want me to just hit that with it, my plow real quick uh, and took care of the end of my oh, driveway for me. You know, just like a. Amazing. Just like a really good dude. I live in a fun area, so that's why I do it. Um small town. That's small town for you. It, it happens in my uh neck of the woods too, but the plow came after the fact, I think. So anyhow. Okay, so there's okay. one. And then silver yeah. linings. I mean, you hit uh a nice uh a nice prop on Bruno Fajeda. Also, fun yeah. fact about Bruno Fajeda. Uh we, mm-hmm. we put a little video clip up on uh our YouTube, a little YouTube short uh that you might have seen that was our hungry man John Parlay. When I do, I'm in charge of putting some captions on it and I use uh I use this software that that auto puts captions on there. And usually I just got to read through and make sure there are no misspellings or uh, no names that are too difficult for them. And uh, Bruno Fajeda um, was uh, was one of my maybe my all time uh, corrections on the the AI captions, because as I was flipping through it, it said, I really like Bruno Fajita's by knockout mm, yum he maybe yeah. he makes good fajitas yeah bruno, bruno fajitas. instead of hulk <laughs> even though he, he he did hulk it up last night he could be bruno the fajita, fajita I gotta, or bruno I gotta, sizzling fajita fajita i gotta say him him calling out shara bullet man that was like an all-time good call out because like i'm not i'm still not sure how good bruno fajita is I'm definitely not sure how good Charbo it is, uh, but my goodness, are they both fun to watch strike? <laughs> and, and guess, guess who knew nothing of that call, that call out? Me, of course. Oh yeah, because you don't you don't listen to I the app of the back. Yeah, but uh, it's a good call Jim out Miller. though, right? That's a fun fight. Jim Miller, I, I I can't skip Jim Miller. Jim Miller is uh is a um a saint of the sport, so I didn't skip his talking. And that that's the, he he made a good call out too. You know, it was pretty reasonable asking for you know Paul retired Felder, or, Paul Felder, or Matt Brown. Yeah, like I'm fine. Yeah, two with retired guys, two broadcasters. Well, Matt Brown's not a broadcaster, right? Yeah, he has his own podcast. I think so. Oh, does everyone's he? everyone's broadcaster nowadays? Doesn't so. he, doesn't We're he broadcasters, have, Gumby. Doesn't he also have a coffee cup? I'm pretty sure he's got a coffee company, Immortal Coffee. Really. I thought you were going to yeah. say coffee cup. I'm like, wow, he's got his own coffee cup. Amazing. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's got a coffee company. Hey, you guys like my hat? You people watching on like Sarah and the likes of you. I shouldn't when I say guys, it's non-gender guys. Uh, you guys like my hat? Is SGP hat? You can get it from our store, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. And when you type in playoffs, it's all caps. I don't know if you need to put it all caps, but if you do, figure it out. 15% off, and we're in a little contest and we want to crush all the other shows on the network. So that was the that was the other person <laughs> I was gonna uh, dedicate this episode to. Every time somebody posted a winning bet in the chat this weekend. Our guy yeah. Catfish Dilly was like, "Hey, do you know what you could do with that? With with promo code playoff, you could buy some." Merch. No way! Fantastic! Yeah. Every single time, okay. you know, like he committed to the bit. You know, like I really Good. appreciate it. So shout out Catfish Dilly. <laughs> yes, Dilly, and shout out to Eric. Does sports again? Uh, he's come up with a new nickname for our man Gumby. It's Daniel. <laughs> My wife, My wife does, does the dishes. dishes. <laughs> really, not proud of it. Gumby is not proud of it, but I'll wear it. <laughs> He will. He will wear it. He will wear SGP merch as well. Uh, maybe not right this minute. I'm not sure if he's wearing any merch right now. Mm. No. So maybe underwear. Do we sell? We don't have underwear, do we? We should. Got like next swimming thing. swimming trunks. I think we have. We, yeah, not speedo style though, right? So so you're not interested, really, right? 
I'm good either way, I think. I'm not really a swimmer. <laughs> no? Oh, yeah, we discussed this. I hate, I hate water. Like I hate water. the beach. Yeah, this is definitely... Your family made you. Yeah. Your family made you last summer. I remember I congratulated your wife on getting you into the water. I saw a photo of you. I think your feet were getting wet. <laughs> we should definitely talk about Johnny the, Walker. <laughs> yes. The, the, the creature on your hat <laughs> likes the water, though, right? Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, again, another one from that uh, graphic design company that I... Yep. Uh, was repping last time. The company's called The Clink Room. Bunch of really talented artists who just do like really fun one-offs. Uh, and this one-off is the blue-footed boobies. Uh, so I got the boobs. I got the booby hat. <laughs> Gumby's got boobies on his hat. Fantastic. Um, and for what team? It's just so they just do like oh, just, uh, oh yeah, just makeup made up. Yeah, they they just do like made up ones or like you know some of them are I think are like failed minor league team ideas, but the other ones are just like hey, what would look kind of cool on a hat with like weird colors? So a team named the Boobies is a failed team. Imagine that. <laughs> it I, didn't I would say it's it's pretty normal. I mean, like look at minor league baseball now, dude. They they've got crazier names than that. Yeah, this isn't a minor league baseball podcast it's though, not. is it? I haven't said that for a long time. No. The old catchphrase from the olden days of the show. So how long before we uh, are doing ad reads for that company that you keep giving free uh, uh, advertising hey, for? I've got like six hats from them. So I'll wear another one next time and maybe I'll, I'll send them a clip. <laughs> yeah, you should. And they can pay you in hats. You should send them this clip right here. They can pay you in hats and me hats as well. Um, all right. We have someone who pays us in, in cold, hard, cold, hard dollars, American dollars, which is good for me because then I can get 30% more when I cash in these, these cold hard American dollars, which is nice. So, so maybe that's why I live where the weather's horrible. Maybe because I get more money. That could be it. Maybe. Uh, anyhow. Oh, healthcare. It's nice too. I get healthcare. <laughs> anyhow, DraftKings. This was an old school opening by us. 10 minutes of crap, which, but people love it. People love it. Uh, we've had comments. It's all about the chemistry of us Gumby. So people love it. And people do love, DraftKings as well. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official, my voice is cracking, puberty time, a special official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. Except those things are over, right, Gumby? They're over. That's, that's correct. Is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. Nope, they're not going to be electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Gumby, do you like any lines? <laughs> yeah it seems like you should just take the packers next week by the the feel yeah. of it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually no the playoffs aren't over i saw that uh tay tay girl she was dancing in the stands yesterday i think i think her, her team won she gets to we get to watch her, her again her, for another week her, at least. her team <laughs> her team won she was doing special dances and stuff for them she could buy the team i'm sure wouldn't i mean be a problem but anyhow I, yeah go on <laughs> Especially if she takes some of the money and puts it into DraftKings and makes some nice. Now that might be controversial if, if her uh, boyfriend's on the team and she's betting, she probably should stick. Don't don't take this advice, Tay Tay. Don't don't uh, don't gamble on NFL. But all the rest of you listening, you should download the Derek DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. That's some good math right there. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY, which is 467 369 69. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 
plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's take a drink after that. From my Mickey Mouse cup. Um, okay. Let's talk some UFC, shall we? Uh, it was a fun, fun fight night. Um, lots of finishes. We only ended up with 11 fights because Manel Cape, right when we, we started praising him and saying, you know, he's changed and he's, you know, new fighter. He probably still is, but he came in overweight. He blames it on medication and, and illness and, uh, his fight got canceled. So hopefully, um, Cape Nicklau, hopefully they run that back very soon. Cause that was the, that was a co-main event and we were looking forward to that fight. So we were stuck with, not stuck with, we ended up with 11 fights and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven finishes, including a spinning wheel kick, a, fr- a face crank. It was, it was a fun evening, even if we didn't go hundred percent on our picks. So we're not going hundred percent this year, sadly, because right out of the gate, we whiffed on the first, actually, no, we go from top to bottom. <laughs> Regardless, be- we, we whiffed on the first fight. We whiffed on the last fight. Uh, in the main event, one of our big swings was on Johnny Walker, plus 410. Uh, he got his face caved in after he got his head bounced off the cage. That, it was a vicious knockout by Magomed Ankalaev, who actually did something. Actually uh, fought. Didn't just uh, stand around passively. Took him a couple rounds to do it. Uh, KO punches, round two, 242. Very impressive knockout. The kind that people are going to remember and the kind that probably will... Um, put him in more people's good graces whether they're working inside the ufc or or outside as fans yeah the weird thing about this for me is you know i I walk away from this fight like obviously he's got the power and it just takes like you messing up one time for him to touch you and put you away but like do you walk away from that fight feeling a lot differently about him than you did going in no I'm happy. Well, not happy actually that, that he, uh, that he, um, pulled the trigger since we were on the other side. Uh, I'm glad he actually, you know, finished someone and, and showed some aggression and stuff. That's good for, did, for his he prospects. It, it's bad that we weren't picking him, but, but did he show any aggression? Cause no, here's my no, thing. no, it's that's like, the thing. Cause, not cause not like, until the finish. That's right. It, it, and, and even the finish was just Johnny Walker, not only overexerting himself. Cause that's first of all, why he got caught. And then second of all, it was the time he overexerted himself or overreached or wh- whatever you want to say. Oh, X overextended himself and was off balance, right? Cause that's how we got caught is he not only stepped in for a combination, but he stepped in sort of slipped and overthrew the punch and then got hit with a counter and like, first of all, you know, not taking anything away from Mega Man Goliath, right? Like that's what you're supposed to do in that situation. It's the reason why he's 19 and one, right? It's because he punishes people when they make mistakes and he himself doesn't really make any mistakes. But at the same time, I don't see him being this like, this like super dangerous guy who gets after it. You know, like, I, I see people like, I, I definitely see people like Alex Pajeda being too much for it. Right, because Alex Pajeda is going to make a lot less of those Johnny Walker ass mistakes. Like, right, like no, nobody makes mistakes like Johnny Walker. Even somebody like Jamal Hill, I think, might be too much for him, because like it's not like Jamal Hill's like slipping on a banana peel all the time either. So, like at the end of the day, like yeah, he did more than I thought he would. He wound up landing that big blow on Johnny Walker, but he was losing that fight until he landed that punch. Like Johnny Walker won the first round. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you. Officially, he won the first round. So two out of three judges gave it to him. Let me pull up the name of the third one who gave it to. Uh, I mean, like I think 
I thought, oh, it's, uh, the only one who gave it to Magomedai Goliath was a well, good bad go. boy, Sal Diamato. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so Sal Diamato. got an, yeah. a knucklehead. Yeah, so Sal gave it to him. But uh, apart from that, like, the other two judges gave it to Johnny Walker. So, like, Johnny Walker's up there. I think, you know, like, Angoliath seemed to be gaining a little bit momentum in the second. But I thought you could, up until that big blow, probably even give the second to Johnny Walker on, like, you know, a coin flip 50-50 on striking uh, and maybe just giving more aggression to Johnny Walker, right? So, like, and, you know, there's more time, so obviously somebody could have figured it out. But there, there's a chance, and if he doesn't slip on that banana peel and get knocked out like that, he might have been up two rounds. And, and like, this, if this is a guy who's going to go fight Alex Pajeda, I don't like his, his chances fighting Alex Pajeda if that's how yeah. he fights Johnny Walker. No, I'm not picking him. If he does fight Alex Paya, no, I'm definitely not picking him. Way to crap all over all over his performance. He finally does something and gets a knockout, and Gumby's all like, "Uh, you're Gumby." Give me, uh, Gumby's give me the give me just just out of curiosity. He fought for what was it? Oh, eight minutes because I know it was over seven yeah. and a half because some of us in the Discord had the over one and a half. Um, so I know it made it past seven and a half. It was pushing eight. Uh. So he fought for like eight minutes. What was the second best thing he did in that fight other than that punch? Mm, he he kicked Walker in the Johnnies at one point. <laughs> That's, I'm like, oh, that, here we go. Here we go. He's going to do it again. And, and other than that, and maybe a couple of leg kicks, like there wasn't a moment where you're like, oh, damn, ankle live. You know, especially for a guy who a lot of people were pegging as being like a guy who was going to take him down again and again. You know, and, and, you know, shame on me for picking Johnny Walker and assuming he wouldn't do something no. dumb. Um, but like at the he end was of the wilder day, than he, if, uh, in fairness, he was what he was more like his old self than his new SG, SBG, SBG, yes, SBG self. Um, he was a little wilder, that's true. And I, I think, uh, I think he kind of got lulled into a sense of security too. Uh, you know, Ankoliev wasn't landing anything for seven minutes. Why not be a little crazier? I, I think the main takeaway is Caparea doesn't work in MMA, right. <laughs> I think that was just a stall tactic that. for the last five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. All right. So Ankalav, we're not impressed. Gumby, uh, as GSP once said, is not impressed with his performance. Obviously, yeah, I'm not picking him against Pehea. I, I don't know. Um, but who else? Uh, you can pick him against Jamal Hill. I think I might take Jamal Hill if I'm being honest. Isn't Jamal Hill drunk all the time though? On, on anytime I, that, we see him nowadays, that's what, every, that's what everybody was saying in the Discord <laughs> that he looked drunk in the front row. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we whiffed on that. We did get the co-main event though. This was a newly elevated co-main event, and rightfully so because Jim Effin Miller was in it. Uh, like actually, A10 is his nickname, not Effin. Uh, Jim Miller took care of Gabriel Benitez. Sadly for Gumby's sake, it was not a TKO. Or a KO. Uh, I I was suggesting to uh, people he would knock out Benitez as well, but he finished them nonetheless. That was one of the uh, picks I also suggested was inside the distance for Miller because that's the only way he wins nowadays, and he did it. Took him three rounds, so three twenty-five into the third round to win via face crank. Just shows the old man's strength coming through. Face crank really isn't a submission hold, but it is when Jim Miller is cranking on you. Uh, we have Miller at minus one fifteen on the money line. Yeah, and I wish I listened and took the inside the distance. Uh, he'd been knocking so many people out. And in fairness, man, did he hit him with some massive blows. Benitez's chin really held up. Um, but, man, yeah, then when Miller decided to grapple, it's still there. The guy's still got it. You know, like, no, I, he I know had, he's, he's never shown any, any real slippage. There was a while there where he lost, like, four straight, but that was, like, ages ago. 
Yeah, and he hasn't really looked bad. He's never really wasn't that a bunch of killers too. Wasn't that like the Benson Henderson? That was still when he was fighting the top of the top. Yeah, yeah. And so like he's not fighting the top of the top anymore. But like, name another guy who like made the top five in like seven champions later is still not only like fighting but like finishing people. Like nobody does that, and some divisions don't even have seven champions. And he's made it. And and I'm I'm exaggerating maybe, but like. He, he was doing the – you know, he was in the top five when Frankie Edgar was the champ, right? Yeah, he was in, like, a title eliminator, was he not? Yeah, against Benson. Right? Yeah, who yeah. took it from Frankie. So, like, he, he was there when Frankie was champ. He was there when Benson was champ, which means he was there when Pettis was champ. Um, who took it from Pettis? RDA. Uh, who took it from – Connor. Or, Connor took it from RDA. The biggest star he forgets. Habib <laughs> and Islam. Like he's yeah. been there for, I, I guess seven, by the way, that's lucky on my, really? but he, yeah, that was a total guess. Um, the intern didn't tell you, but he's been there for seven champions and he's still like, I mean, he's, he's won five out of six. That's crazy. Yep. And he survived an interview with Gumby and nothing bad happened that's, to him. Yet. That's right. And then, that's maybe right. the Lyme disease will come back. Knock on wood. We don't want <laughs> oh, him to get Jesus Lyme disease again. Christ. Um, yeah, I know <laughs> anything for a laugh, Gumby. I wish, I, I wish no Lyme disease on, on Jim Miller. Um, yeah, the USC should just keep feeding people that they want to cut <laughs> and he'll take care of it for you. He does. He seems like the like bouncer, the UFC's bouncer. Yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> now, not that Benitez is going to get cut necessarily. Uh, I, I don't, uh, how many loss? Actually, no. Yeah. We're cutting him, Gumby. I've decided we're cutting him. I got a big four salary though. Now that he's been there a minute. It's been around a while. That's a four out of five, three out of four. Somewhere like something, something like, like that. And they all been finishes. That's the problem. He, he gets yeah. finished. So yep. he, he looked fine though. Like you said, he took a bunch of took a shot, had a couple of his took own. a bunch of shots. You know what looks looks more than fine? It it is fine. Cut, Gumby. Cut is a peer to peer social betting platform that's U.S. based and legal in forty states. I am not U.S. based and I am not legal in forty states myself. P two P peer to peer social betting is a new and better way to bet bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes and. Tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower big and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for dollars. That's the worst part of playing fantasy sports or betting with your friends. Chasing down people for dollars. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. And the rewards, you can get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Remember, Cut is the capitalized and bolded peer-to-peer social betting platform that's us-based and legal in 40 states head to kutt.com oh that's right it's spelled with a k kutt.com and it's got an extra t and use promo code sgpn for 10 percent deposit bonus you want more special bonuses thanks to us people here at uh at Sports Gambling Podcast Network, look no further than Unlog Fantasy. Unlog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, which is over. So is, so is the NFL. That's over too. But MMA. MMA still on. They have it. They have it all. Simply bet, pick higher lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Gumby, do you have a play for us? Don't say Cade Cunningham because he's injured. <laughs> yeah, he's Thanks injured. I'll, I'll take... Uh... pick when he gets hurt. I'll take Fred Van Vliet's uh, higher than on his points. They got him at 17 and a half on Monday. He's playing the 76ers, which is kind of tricky, but he was coming off of like three straight games with 20 plus, And then he just like absolutely laid a goose egg last game at three. So I like, uh, I like his game against the Sixers as a bounce back. 
All right. Watch along, see if Gumby's right, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Let's, uh, let's go through. No, actually, I was going to say get some more winners. The main card, we were just back and forth, win-loss, win-loss. So not a way to make money unless we were hitting plus four tens, which we didn't. Very good fight. This this part of the prediction I got right. This was a good fight. Uh, if they had given out a fight of the night bonus, it's probably would have won it. Bantamweights, Mario Batista defeated Ricky Simone, sadly, for us. 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. Batista looked great. His grappling, wrestling, it was on point against Simone, which we were hoping it would not be. And he was uh, really uh, getting the best of, of uh, the higher-ranked fighter on the feed as well. Uh, we had Simone at minus 160. It did not come through. Simone was also my lock of the week. Boo. Yeah, I, I would say the big change here for Batista, uh, and, and we don't have to dwell on this fight too much, is just a uh, little bit faster on the feet uh, than I anticipated and still got taken down a lot. Like, I think it, w- whether the stats showed or not, that dude's butt hit the mat like seven or eight mm-hmm. times. He just scrambled incredibly well, uh, which is a little bit of a change from the past. So I think that's a big, big new piece of his game um, because even if his wrestling defense doesn't hold up his ability to scramble and get back up, I think actually tired Ricky Simone out. Are we past peak Ricky Simone at this point now, Gumby? Two straight losses, 31 years old at Bantamweight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're past it or if he's just running into a couple of bad matchups, but like, I mean, like he he could still be peak and be number fifteen in the division or thirteen in the division. That just like might be what his peak is. Sadly, yeah, it's true. Yep. All right, um, middleweights. We hit this one, like I said, back and forth, back and forth. Bruno Fehea, uh came through the way we predicted he would. My prop of the week. He knocked out Phil Haas. So this hard. was a yeah very hard knockout. Um, the, the the main event one was more visibly. Um, it was a more visible type knockout, but this one was a stone cold knockout. Um, knocked out Phil Haas, uh, cold, uh, four fifty five into the first round. Phil Haas sadly is going to get cut now. After this is my prediction, and we have fair minus one twenty. I have via knockout plus one twenty five, and Gumby had that as part of the Hungry Man John Superfan Parley. We'll give you credit for that as well. Um, pretty predictable um, yeah, outcome, and I'm glad Fahey actually came through and, and did what we were hoping he would do. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything to say about this other than like Fajeda throws big punches. We know he throws big punches. We were pretty sure he was going to land one of those big punches. And, I know what uh, else to say. He's wrestling. He was wrestling a, a guy known for yeah. His what was he, he doing? What was he, he doing? He did all right. After, yeah, I, I mean, I guess he got in some good positions. But you're like, this is a dude who throws straight haymakers. A dude whose jaw has been questionable, and he was like. Well, what if I wrestle him? <laughs> yeah. See, um, I'm only uh, complimenting it because it didn't come back and bite him in the end. Uh, he ended yeah. up being a Vietnam. That could have been a real yeah. big low IQ moment. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, low IQ Q moment for us. Gumby did it out of love. I, I just did it. I don't know why I picked. Oh, I did it because I didn't want to lay I-49 on is this, uh, a, is Waldo- this a low IQ moment? <laughs> Waldo Cortez Acosta. Um, it, it ended up being the opener of the main card and what a Beautiful opener it was. Um, Andre Arlovski survived. I think we're at the point of his career where he just can survive fights. He's lost three straight now. Didn't get knocked out, though, because Waldo Cortez Acosta is not very good. Uh, 29-28 across the board for Cortez Acosta. He was dancing and clowning um, 
instead I'm of finishing sure the fight, if you're if you're so good and you're so much better than Andre Arlovsky, why don't you actually hurt him and, and finish the fight? But he, well, he I can tell you why you, you want to tell I, I can tell you why he was gloating and dancing and stuff like that. It's because he kept throwing bombs and missing. Uh, and it turns <laughs> out that that's really tiring and really hard to keep doing. Uh, and as the a result, salsa dance is not salsa. Le- is it was less tiring. Yeah, it was less tiring <laughs> than throwing an absolute haymaker and coming up with air. Uh, cause he did that about a billion times. I think I saw going into the last round, uh, the significant strikes landed were tied at 25, it 20, was ugly. 25 was the, the significant strike total going into the last round. Dude, it was such a bad fight. Um, I will say like, you know, we are at the end of the day on the wrong end of it. You know, there's no, uh, there's no close enough in the gambling world, but you tell me you book that fight again tomorrow and give me the same odds. I ain't betting on Waldo Cortez Acosta at those odds. No, no, no. You know, like if well, I got a hundred bucks and book that matchup again for next weekend, I'll take Arlovsky again. Oh yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, I was thinking I'm looking forward to fading. He won. W- he won the second yeah, round. He was one round away I, from winning that fight. I think it's time for Arlovsky to say bye bye. His fights aren't fun. Oh, there's no he, way they're gonna cut him. He, I know. I'm not. I'm not he's saying there until they. Him, they... <laughs> he he's just he's just surviving in fights at this point. Like, can I like tell last you? One, he was just surviving. He wasn't. Can I tell no you? Offense. Unfortunately, what's next for him? I already know what's next for him. Yeah. A- after Robelis Despange, you know, <laughs> disposes of Jared Vandera. They're not keeping Vandera around. No, Van. But no, a- no, oh, no. I'm not saying Vandera. Oh no. I'm saying Robelis Despange. Oh, I mean, they already no. did it. They already did it. They they love using. Andre Arlovsky is a leaping point for their big power punchers. They thought they were doing that with Waldo Cortez Acosta right now. They're like, if Waldo <laughs> Cortez Acosta goes in and throws a haymaker, boom, instant star. We can say he beat a champ. They yeah. did it with Francis on the way up, right? Francis Ngannou knocked out mm-hmm. Arlovsky on the way up. So did Jair Zinho Rosenstreich when they thought he was the second coming of Francis. They put him in there against Arlovsky. Now they put Waldo Cortez. Like, if they've got a young guy who they think hits hard, they roll out Arlovsky. So I bet you they keep him around as being the second step in a slow march forward for Robelis to Spangate. Oh, sad, sad. Yeah, uh, as as were our our main main uh, card picks, two and three. Very sad. Um, things got better in the prelims, at least for me, uh, because the main event of the prelims, the one fight we differed on. It came through for me. I guess you didn't know Matthew Semmelsberger cut his hair. That might've been why uh, that might've changed, changed your pick. Um, a cleanly shorn Matthew Semmelsberger um, got pretty much handled on the feet and on the ground by Preston Parsons. Preston Parsons has never looked this good before. It's because I backed him 30, 27 did not look like a plus plus one ten underdog, which I got him at. Yeah. I, I would also say it looked like uh not, not that to take anything away from, uh, I think it's pleasure Parsons, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> yes, Preston Pleasure Parsons. It was a um, pleasure picking him. Yeah, I, I'm not taking anything away from him, but it did look like Semmelsberger gas super early in this fight, uh, and it was short notice. So again, maybe a lesson to be had there, but not much to say about this fight other than that. Is Semmelsberger safe? Yeah. It's he a short notice fight, so he might have saved yeah. himself there, but like probably mm, he, he probably not. gets another one. Yeah, yeah, depends. Depends how Dana does it uh, at Blackjack that day. Um, this man's be- quickly becoming one of my favorites, Marcus McGee, the maniac. Um, like he he doesn't really fight like a maniac. It's not like he ever puts himself in in danger. At least he didn't last night uh, in his fight against Gaston Blanos. 
took care of the uh he actually did, had two walk-off knockouts in this fight uh thought he had a walk-off knockout and then the ref uh wanted him to beat up his opponent some more so then he got another walk off knockout this one a tko spinning wheel kick and punches 329 into the second round the little fire hydrant that is uh little 55 year old fire hydrant marcus uh mcgee came through at minus minus 250 for us he's younger than me um yeah should buy a, uh yeah his hairline doesn't look like it so uh you know props to him i mean god is he so much fun to watch on the feet um and i know the grappling's in there i know i said it on the show on on wednesday too is like he he's not really showing his work on the ground but i know it's in there too he's just looking like an absolute tactician on the feet um, you know, like you said, he's, he's not a maniac on the feet. He's like a surgeon on the feet. So, yep. uh, yeah, I want to see more of him. That's three performance bonuses and three fights for him. He yeah, basically his, like his life has changed, man. He's basically quadrupled his income over those three fights yeah. by doing that. Yeah. At least, at least, um, what do you, what do you want to see for him next? What's type of future could you have? Cause he's, he's not the young, he is in his thirties already. And he is at band weight, but that's also positive because that kind of power doesn't usually exist at Bantamweight. Yeah. I, I think a, a step forward, like a, a substantial step forward would make the most sense. Cause he's in like, you know, he's in his thirties and fighting guys like Gaston Bolaños is like, doesn't really make any sense anymore. I wouldn't want to see him against the rank guy or even like a guy who's like, no, not yet. Bantamweight's too deep for that. Anyhow. Yeah. So. Or, and even like somebody like recently fallen from the ranks, you know, like, um, you know, like Ricky Simone probably won't be in the rankings come come Monday. Even him, I think, does way too yeah, big of no. a step forward. Uh, so, like, I, I think you could probably run him, you know, with any of those, like, youngish up-and-comers in the division, right? Like, the, I know Brady Heastand has already kind of been booked and then had to fall out of a fight. But, like, somebody like that. Um, somebody yeah. with a couple of wins under their belt or, you know, is, is it is Garrett Armfield fighting Brad Katona this weekend? Is that other way to bantamweight i think uh, that's bantamweight positive bye um but like don't if if that one no i, I want to say that's featherweight now and now i'm gonna be you know who i would love to see him fight but this man just got booked in a fight who, cody garbrandt who, uh, <laughs> and uh, and no, this <laughs> um it's it that is a bantamweight fight give him the winner armfield and brad katona that would be a fun one all right get it done people all right, one more ad read, then we'll we'll get out of here. Get out of your ears and your eyes, even though you probably want more of us. Hall of Fame bets, ladies and gentlemen. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN. Get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And as I told you earlier on, we're having a sale at the SGPN merch store. We don't need a graphic. Graphic can be my hat. Look, look at that beautiful hat. A 50% off everything in the store now until the end of the month with the promo code playoffs for competing against other shows for a bonus. So if you want us to be rich, Gumby and Jeff to be rich and to buy a private Island and start recording off the Island, Gumby Island, we'll call it. It's a spot. Um, you can help us make that happen. We'll have a party there. Okay. Your favorite items from the store. Everything you like is there. Your favorite items, of course, will be the MMA gambling podcast um, gear. Like our 
mantle shirt and our Gumby God shirt. And there's lots of good stuff. Check it out. Sportsgamblingpockets.com slash store. Playoffs is your code. All right, Gumby. That's right. Gumby Island. Um, Someone ruined the private island thing, though, didn't he? But I still want a private island regardless. So I don't care. All right. You ready to move on? No, we're going to stick with Bantamweight, shall we? Farid Basharat defeated Taylor Lapalus. Lapalus was game, which is what I was thinking. I was thinking this fight would look more, look closer than the minus. What do we have? Uh, We have Basharat minus 50. Then it did. Um, Very good fight. Basharat did take care of things. This kind of makes me hesitant going forward with him. He is the lesser of the two Basharat brothers, definitely. Uh, but you, you can't really sneeze at it. Three rounds, two nine, skunking over Taylor Lapalus. But, you know, I'm going to pause on uh, Fred Basharat uh, automatically taking him. Um, I guess it depends on who, who they book him with next. Maybe Gumby has a booking for him. I don't, but I would just say continuously, like, you you, you don't want to keep paying Javid prices for Fred. Um, <laughs> it's a good line. And, like, and, and that's what I felt like we were doing there. Cause that wasn't a negative two fifty favorite. Like I'm glad he won. Um, and, and, you know, like his grappling held up enough, but man, like it was not, he certainly didn't look like a negative two fifty favorite. So I'll take it. Um, and again, I, I think you just have to take it on a case by case basis and just recognize that like they're treating him as he, as he's one of the Basharat brothers, not like he's free yeah. Basharat. Yep. The next man lived up to his minus 800 billion. And this is the last fight that, that we got right. Uh, sadly, featherweights Jean Jean Silva in his debut uh, schooled Weston Wilson, knocked him out with punches four twelve into the first round. This was this was this the standing the standing knockout. I can't. Yeah. Remember, I, I'm getting my face yeah, perhaps confused. Yeah, it was a standing TKO, right? Because I'm pretty Weston I'm Wilson pretty, would not go down. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I'm laughing because I think you missed the best part of the fight. Because you don't watch the post-fight think. interviews. Oh yeah, he he had like some kind of nerd glasses on, and well, no, they all he's on he's on the fighting nerds. So they oh, all the fighting nerds. That's why you were okay. Yeah, okay, now it makes sense. But you Go didn't ahead. you didn't catch him barking at the screen repeatedly. I heard he was barking. Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> so that's that's a thing though now, right? Um, I just for him, you know that 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 dude got it. That dude got uh, cut. So it could be just him now in the UFC that barks at people. Who's the other one that barked at people? I remember he, he barked and won the fight because he barked and scared his opponent. Um, oh, that guy who had lost four in a row and we were yes, ready to cut. Yes, Why? Come on, you're supposed to be my oh, memory. Oh, man, yet. I think I interviewed him. <laughs> it's not and he was fighting An- Anshul Jubilee he, he was fighting. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think they cut him anyway, right? They did. Um, um, I'm going to look it up. Oh, man, now, this is... Oh, hang on, don't tell this me. It's embarrassing. Don't tell me. Somebody can I'm, edit it, though. I'm, Mike I'm Breeden. Oh, uh, I would have gotten there. And it's Money Mike Breeden. Yep. Yeah, Money Mike. No, he was not Money. Yeah, Barking Mike Breeden. Yes, I missed the barking. Thoughts on Gene Silva? Good, really, to say he's much? really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, you know me. I'm high on all the fighting nerds. I think they're super good. Right. And, uh, he's a nerd, right. I mean, like, he, the best part of him is he's not wild. You know, like, he, he's right. very composed in the way he puts his fight together. So, and he looked good there. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, lightweights, our picks do not look good here. Tom Nolan did not look good. <laughs> he got knocked out a minute three into the fight against Nicholas Mota. Not a good USC debut for you. Told uh, me Tom to Nolan. stop talking about the tall guy defense. You told yeah. me to stop talking about it. And this he was back a lot straight of, up, Gumby. That, that back straight up tall guy Lean back and back straight up. It'll catch you at some point in time. Sam Patterson learned the hard way, and now so is Tom Nolan. So, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I need to talk about it more than I usually do. Hopefully, uh, I guess we're going to have to pump the brakes on Tom Nolan as well. Um, and then in the opener, 
This, he looked good. Actually, this fight, you could, it looked the opposite of who took this fight in short notice. Uh, Joshua Van uh, got stronger as the fight went on, and uh, Felipe Bunez uh, gassed out, basically, and got TKO punches into the second round, 431 in the second round. Joshua Van did not look good uh, in the first round, but his, his power, he, he didn't look necessarily that good to start off the second round either, but then his power came through, and he's he's got some tremendous power at flyweight, and he pretty much just bulldozed Felipe Bunez with it. Especially to the body. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a flyweight who zaps their opponents like this guy does. Like, he just touches people. Like, I think somebody said he had five body shots land in the first round. And Felipe Bunes came out and it looked like he had fought 30 rounds already. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. I, you know, like, I, I think time and time again, Joshua Van just keeps proving people wrong. But, like, the way this man uses his cardio and his power... And, and his wrestling defense held up. So, I mean, we're wrong to doubt him. I, I think this dude needs a ranked opponent. I'm going to be honest. Like, Flyweight's tell, not that deep. Tell me the it truth. It happened. He, he'd beat Tim Elliott, right? Yeah, he, he would knock him out probably. He would probably beat Tim Elliott. And, like, yep. what's uh, – I mean, Tim Elliott's a top 15 guy. So, like, yep. would I'd probably take him over David Dvorak, people like oh, that. Yeah. Like. You know, so like we're we're talking about this guy beating multiple rank guys now, and he's 22 years old. I saw a tweet that said he's got 17 months where he could still beat John Jones's youngest champion. Oh yeah, seven. Don't say anything about it though. We don't want him talking about it. No, yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even watch his opponent, so like he probably doesn't care about. He probably doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know who John Jones is. Who that? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so, so he's so young, he may not know who John Jones is actually at this point. Um, um, yeah, and, and he did this in short notice against not a UFC veteran, but a veteran fighter. Um, he says he wants to fight him. six times this year. Yes, that's what he told you on Top Turtle. He said that would be perfect for him. That so. rules. Um, but Bunez looked all right, all right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of my problem on him is that dude missed. that dude missed the best part of his career. Like, the best part of his career, he was, like, this close to signing with the UFC, and uh, that's when they started trimming the roster. You know, like, he was, like, I think he was, like, 28 when they decided to start, like, cutting flyweights left and right. He went and fought in Russia and had, like, a so-so time over there. But, like, that could have been the prime of his career, and instead here we are at, like, you know, I think he's 32 or 33 now, and, uh, you know, probably not getting any younger in a division where it's a young guy's game, so... You know, I, I think he's going to have a couple more fun fights. I definitely pick him to beat some of these flyweights, but you know, uh, unfortunately, probably the best days behind him. He's the Arvidas Sabonis of MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demonis's dad. Yes, see, you know him as Demonis's dad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen highlights of Arvidas Sabonis? I, I know Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. Non NBA highlights. When, he, he was when, still like awesome in the NBA, but when when Demonis when Demonis came to Gonzaga, everybody was like, oh, "It's Arvidas's kid." <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, all right. This is not an Arvidas Sabonis podcast. It could be though. Um, all right, let's recap quickly what how we did. Six and five for me. Down 127 bucks, five and six for Gumby, down 337. So I'm back in my rightful spot on top <laughs> after one week. Uh, Gumby hit. Week. Yep, give me a week. Marcus McGee as his lock. Uh, Arlovsky as his dog. Eh. Miller knockout. Eh. But Miller finished at least. Uh, I had Simone as a lock. Eh. Bunez as my dog. Eh. Because I forgot I had Preston Parsons. I might have gone with Parsons. But anyhow, 
Um, I forgot I'd even picked him. And then Fehea via knockout, I hit that plus 125. Ding, ding, ding for me. Um, thing uh, five and five on consensus picks and underdogs. I hit, I was one and three, and you're zero oh and three. I'm keeping track of that. How we do with our underdog picks this year? So, right. not our not our one lock of the week, but overall our locks. So, um, unless it's really bad, and then I'll stop announcing it. <laughs> nice to track it. I'll just stop letting people know. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. If you haven't had enough of us yet, we'll be back tomorrow. Regional may, but now that the UFC's back, we can be picky and choosy about which regional event we cover right we can we can pick the best of the best and this week is ksw maybe the best probably the best promotion in europe i was gonna say maybe but definitely at this point the best yeah. promotion in europe gumby agrees uh we'll be covering that tomorrow uh in the meantime we'll be in the discord we're always in the discord sports slash discord uh you can hit us up on twitter gumby runs our account at sgpn mma he's at gumby vreeland i'm a jeff fox writer on there and on instagram you can get into my sub stack and try to win one of my free UFC pick'em contests that I run every week. That would be moneymma.substack.com. Listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast, and uh, you can hear uh, people tell him they want to fight six times in a year, uh, like uh, Joshua Van did. And sportsgumbypodcast.com and sportsgumbypodcast.com slash Patreon and sportsgumbypodcast.com slash store. They're the three places you need to go to. All right. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow. It will be pleasure jeff fox and the maniac gumby vreeland we'll talk to you then bye